This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. The podcast you are about to listen to is known as the Blockade Podcast. I'm doing a different intro because my wife hates the one that I normally do every week. <laughs> <laughs> that man laughing! He's Jared Morgs. He's my co-host. It's me. It's Who am me. I? I'm Shut Your Trap, aka Chris Freebus. <laughs> there you go. It's different. There we After go. It's different. Fifty-three episodes. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> Before I started, she was like, "Can you please do something different? Could you just think of something different?" Yeah, I actually got told on the subject of intros by Xenia that um, it sounded like the intro that I do with every on the on the post producer podcast sounds like yes. an introduction to Bible studies, <laughs> which I found incredibly hilarious. He did add to it that he. he and he goes, it sounds like it's an introduction to Bible studies with Chris and Jared, but I love that, so keep it up. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for that, mate. Uh, any feedback's good feedback, I guess? You guess? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, hey, we should say uh, Happy Mother's Day, because that's when we're recording. And Yes. Uh, yes so well, in the future, you... we're recording in, the, in Mother's Day. Well, you're I recording just... on Mother's Day. I'm recording on the day before Mother's Day, and by the time this podcast gets released, it'll be after Mother's Day. So, that's you know. right. It's a it's a time anomaly. I'm recovering from a um, rather large amount of waffles this morning, which I cooked for um, cooked for uh, the mum in question, my wife. And, and you were so kind as to send me a photo of said waffles. You know, mm. I, I appreciate oh, yes. the photo. I'd rather be eating them, but. What what needs to happen is we need to invent a way of of sending food electronically. I think that would be really handy. I, I could trade in you uh, In and Out Burger for waffles. Is that how that would yeah, work? That that sounds about right. I'd be down with that. Yeah, that would be great. Now, now, can we all agree that waffles are better than pancakes? They certainly are. They take a lot more work. These ones require me to actually um, uh, whip uh, egg whites and make a sort of like a an uncooked meringue with them and then stir them into the batter mix to make them super fluffy and stuff like that. There's there's a Jeez. technique involved in making good ones. And they were very fluffy and very good. I saw a t-shirt um, that said, uh, waffles are just pancakes with abs. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> These ones had abs. They were pretty special. Okay, so if, if waffles beat pancakes, where does uh, French toast fall in? Um, good French question. toast is pretty strong. Yeah, it's 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 a good contender. It has all the things you want. It has bread. It has like um, milky batter, and you can put whatever you like on the top. So like nice ice cream. Some of the ice cream. Sometimes people bake it with cinnamon inside. That makes it kind of mm. like cinnamon roll style, right? You know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, it's dicey. The the thing when we go to uh, uh, IHOP, the International House of Pancakes. Um, <laughs> right, that's what it's called. That is what it's called. I don't know if you have IHOP in uh, Australia. We don't have IHOP. See, not so no, international. We don't have IHOP. Um, <laughs> anyway, the the IHOP. The the problem is if you order the uh, waffle, you don't typically get an egg with it, which is very ah. disappointing. You have to order the eggs on the side. But if you order the French toast or the pancakes, you usually get eggs with that and bacon. So it becomes this debate oh. of, well, do I just want the waffle, you know, and that's the yumminess, 
and not have the other stuff, or do I want all the other stuff and then just kind of go, eh, well, I'm getting pancakes and you know as a bonus, you know? So waffles at the IHOP are um, considered like a toast essentially. So you have your <laughs> egg and everything on there, and it, they're essentially like a a carrier for the egg and stuff, like. I guess with the pancake option, it is because you get eggs and bacon and stuff. See, when we usually have waffles, they are a standalone dish. They're they're left to shine in all their abbiness. Um So um, we don't use, usually um, mix them with egg down here. Uh, down here in these parts. Down there in those parts. <laughs> yeah, you just put your eggs on your burger right where they belong, damn it. Exactly, um, with our pineapple. <laughs> Yeah, now, I'm, I'm thinking about the comment that we got last week when I went on about my printer for nine minutes. Um, oh yeah, one of our yeah. listeners next door uh, kind of complained, laughed yeah, about it, and now he's just going to give us a ripping about us talking about food uh, when we have yeah, other important things to talk about. But you know what? We'll get to those it's eventually just, too. This, this is, it, this it's is our part warm of up. charter. That's this right. Is part of our charter, like again, we, our, uh, our motto is yes, exactly. Pinball snacks movies. So, but mostly, no, mostly pinball. pinball. And, and we'll get, get to that. Yeah, <laughs> we will. <laughs> this yeah. almost did not happen, I should say, too. Uh, so yesterday, our internet went out. Ooh. And uh, at about, uh, it's probably about 2 p.m. And we did not get it again until this morning at about 11 a.m. And you would have thought the world ended, according to my son, at mm-hmm. least. Um, yep. He was basically rolling around on the floor, groaning, and like you know, he was mortally wounded because he had yep. nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, what are we going to do? Maybe go outside and get some vitamin D. <laughs> we're, we're like, there's books, there's Lego, there's video games. Oh, but the games I want to play use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, build a bridge and get over it, mate. It's all right. <laughs> now, it, it wasn't just isolated to him either, though, because then my wife had a whole bunch of videos that she was going to watch um, later in the evening. Uh, that's kind of how she winds down sometimes, and she couldn't do that either. So it, it did really oh, kind of screw with Everybody the... had a bad internet day. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, no, not going to be able to do the podcast. But, hey, it popped up, mm. so back into the running, but yes, now we've been telling our son, you know, this is what it was like in the dark ages. Um, yes, before the internet, <laughs> we had to actually think think for ourselves and do things ourselves and play games outside and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd have to look things up in this thing called an encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, while I'm talking here, I'm, I'm having a look through some of the threads that have happened this week, and I'm sure we're going to talk about one of these ones. I wonder if we should launch into it. I think we <laughs> might as well launch into it. So uh, we used to do this podcast monthly, mm. and what would happen is, is by the time we'd get to the podcast and then put it out, all sorts of things had happened uh, in the pinball world, of, or especially the digital world that we concentrate on. And so it was always old hat, old news, and usually it had been discussed and dissected in one of the uh, Pimble Arcade fans' forum threads. Yeah. So we were just sort of wrapping up the commentary on it, really. Exactly. Um, So we decided, hmm. hey, if we went weekly, we could be on top of these things, right? Yes. So we do our podcast last week on Saturday. 
And then on Monday it hits, hey, look at that. Farsight's doing a Kickstarter and has dropped a whole bunch of info about <laughs> their pinball app. Yeah. Then our podcast drops on <laughs> Tuesday and people are like, oh, so you can talk about printers, but you don't have anything else to talk about? People. <laughs> we were not it's, aware. <laughs> that This was happening. This was about to go down. We don't get told everything. Even though we do have rather strenuous NDAs, we don't get told everything. So well, this well, is I was going we, 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 we don't get told everything. And then when it comes to the Stern Pinball app, we get told pretty much next to nothing because mm. <laughs> there's a there's a very large gag order apparently um that yeah. even the Farsight employees are under um yeah but, so so yeah the uh, uh so on Monday last Monday it was announced uh that Kickstarter for the ACDC table but within that Kickstarter announcement was also some information about the Stern Pinball app which we've been dying to get any information at all about Absolutely. Like they've been just like giving us nothing about it. It's been so frustrating. But hey, look, we have it now. It right. all sounds so pretty good. Yeah, so let's talk about uh here's what they actually announced. Um I'll just read exactly what was uh, written. It says with the release of the Stern Pinball Arcade, we will be implementing Farsight Pinball Physics 4.0, which will be even more realistic. Without the overhead of raw emulation, we can implement better lighting effects onto more devices and add more complex shaders, reflections, and shadows onto the current generation of platforms. So let's get into that before we get mm. into uh, the Kickstarter itself. Uh, so emulation. So we know that there is a certain cost involved in trying to run a sub-program within a program. Which is and when what we say cost, is. we mean processing cost, not monetary yeah, cost. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. There is a, a performance cost. So it takes a lot of grunt to actually run a framework that runs a lesser framework inside of it. So this is a, a lot of the reason why, um, even though the the technology and the pinball machines that Farsight have emulated up to date really don't have fast processors at all. I think they mostly go at about 100 megahertz, which we're talking gigahertz in today's speed. So some of these processors are really low, what they call clock speeds. And to, and to sort of dial everything back enough so it doesn't run too fast or too slow. It's a lot of tuning and a lot of technical finesse involved in doing that. But as Chris was saying there in the press release, there's because the modern Sterns use modern processor architectures um, and modern clock speeds, which is the processing speeds, um, they don't really need to try and downscale that much. They can pretty much run it one for one. And most devices out there um, that have been released within the last year, maybe year and a half, would be capable of running um, stern platform uh, games, no worries at all. Now, I thought this was more, though, a case of, uh, for instance, Zen... And their machines, obviously, they don't have emulation going on. And my, no. uh, what my understanding was, was with Pinball Arcade, you've got both the emulation happening and then the actual drawing of all the graphics. And it, so it's like double the uh, processor needed or whatever. So that's, that's, kind, right. of, that's kind of why uh, Zen is able to do things in a manner uh, with less lag or whatever than... Pimble Arcade has been able to do. Yes. I didn't realize that it was, though, an, an issue of uh, modern processor speeds with the pinball because 
if they, I thought there was more a case of getting the unlocked code, as you will, without mm. having to run it through an emulator. Because if they were to do any of the older Stern machines, let's say go all the way back to Ripley's, because Ripley's winds out is going to be one of the uh, launch tables. Um, yes, that's right. For the pinball app. Along with the Frankenstein as well, I think, isn't it? Frankenstein is going to be the free table. Uh, so basically, Frankenstein is going to be the uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights, if you will. Yes. Um, that's the table you download for free and you get that. Uh, it's going to be Ripley's, Starship Troopers, um, and Star Trek. And Star Trek. Those yeah. are going to be the, those three are going to be basically what you pay for for your first table. Yeah. Um, mm. But if you go all the way back to Ripley's, now Ripley's obviously is running at a slower processor, you know, their boards than what modern day is but my understanding yes. was because you're not having to run that emulation you're just getting the code straight i was thinking that that's what makes it be able to process perfectly you know faster you might say so getting access to the uh the code directly from stern rather than having to try and yeah run it as an emulation framework right they because still way to- way back when when uh uh Time Lord used to uh, podcast with us. He mentioned that with the Williams tables that there was an unlock uh, that would then require that you get direct ROM access without having to run an emulator. That's right. He mentioned um, that uh, the way it works is when a real pinball machine loads, it looks at what's called a checksum, and it looks at the security checksum on the ROM on the ROM versus the, the checksum on the board itself. And if they match, then it unlocks the, the ROM code and allows it to be stored into a RAM, basically. Um, so interstate is what they call that. Now, without those um, matching keys, um, when the game boots up, it doesn't allow you to actually run the code natively. So if that framework that, uh, because Stern's now involved directly, um, and they're changing their emulation engine to essentially be a direct emulation of SAM, which is what um, Ripley's would have been, um, onwards. So SAM, then now Spike, um, then that might be the reason why they're able to um, do away with some of the extra emulation. But there's still a factor of making um, the the clock speeds of those games behave in the way that they were when the game was running. So if we put that same code on a modern processor today and streamed it without any sort of governor or any sort of like, I guess you could call it like a rate limiter, but it's not even really that, like a speed limiter. It's essentially like, you know, in the old 486 days of PC, you press a turbo button, everything started working faster. Like everything started to run quicker and everything. It's a bit like that, except multiplied it a th- well, a hundred times more. So if you're running it like for like, you would actually have everything running so fast that the game wouldn't make any sense. Like as far as all the dot matrix animations and all the sound and everything like that, it just would all be so out of step and out of sync that it wouldn't make for a good gameplay experience. So you have to actually wind it back and throttle it back to the, the processing speed that it was at to make it make sense. We saw this weird thing happen with some of, if you played Pinmain before, on some of the Data East tables um, that they were trying to emulate um, when I was playing Pinmain, is that all the DMD animations were running at three times the speed because they hadn't quite worked out how to throttle the processor speed quite right on Data East. So if they were doing that on 
this app, I would suggest that it's probably going to be the same sort of thing. So I think there might be something a little bit more in there that we're just not quite aware of um, about emulation. It sounds interesting, though, doesn't it? Because emulation and direct execution of code are two very different things. And I think they're going to have to kind of support both if they're going to offer the older tables like um, Ripley's and stuff like that, eh? Yeah, I'll be very curious to know what the what it actually is because what to me this is obviously adding uh, or freeing up processing power, and that's why they're saying they can add better lighting effects. And what they're you know they're talking about onto current generation of platforms. They didn't say on PC. They're talking this generation of platforms, which me means being able to implement this stuff onto your cell phones, onto the consoles. Mm. Um, with a I mean, similar sort of quality than we've exactly. seen in some of the recent apps like um, Ask Homeworks offerings on iOS and Android with amazing lighting and stuff like that. Because, so again, we've finally... always come back to to why is it that you can look at a Call of Duty game or, you know, uh, any of these games that are on, say, even the PS3 where there's these amazing lighting effects happening. Mm. And here you have this simple pinball machine that you don't think, well, what is so complicated about any of this other than it happening in real time? Um, you know, but there's plenty of stuff that was going on on these other video games. Why is this so much more complicated? And always seemed to be the answer was, ah, because we have to run the emulation at the same time as running the graphics. And it's, you know, mm. it, it's sucking up so much. So if we eliminate that one component, now it seems like they'll be able to throw all this other stuff into it. Mm, that's right. So the interesting thing is that a lot of the work at the moment do, with running TPA um, at a reliable speed that gives you a good user experience. A lot of it's actually offloaded to the GPU or the graphics processing unit rather than the CPU. Now, the CPU, certainly on mobile, doesn't do a lot of work at all. It's really just there running the emulation framework and stuff like that. But it's the GPU that's keeping the frame rate up to 60 frames per second, which is the required level for um, Farsight's um, uh, physics mapping um, software, as well as um, also doing the graphics work as well. And this is why on some mobiles with um, with different C, uh, GPU architectures, you get a really poor experience and you can't run it with high detail and stuff like that because it just doesn't have enough processing cycles to work. Now, mm-hmm. with the, the new Stern Pimple app, I'd say they would have decoupled that quite a bit. So they would have probably offloaded a quite a bit more onto the the CPU um, rather than the GPUs and allowed a bit of a better balancing between those two types of processes um, because that would be the way that they could actually start to improve graphics on those systems. The other option is they can use different frameworks as well because I think in the press release, and do correct me if I'm wrong here, they said that they would be tuning the, the games for each platform basically. I think that's what Jay said in the video, wasn't it? You know what? I didn't actually watch the video because... I like to read rather than watch sometimes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, he did, I'm pretty sure, and forum members listening or people listening, correct me if I'm wrong, send me a tweet or whatever, but I'm pretty sure he was saying that, yeah, for each platform, we will actually be tweaking the, the I guess, the, the displaying presentation, so the graphics, um, for each platform's limitations or abilities. Which to that so, I say, hallelujah, we've been asking that they did that all along rather than build it for one and try and port it to everything else where it was like, well, that doesn't make that's sense. Right. You're not using so, you know, what, what it's built for, what it can actually achieve best. Exactly. So this is going to mean things on mobile. So 
on Android, you'll be able to, I would suggest they're probably going to be using a framework like OpenGL um, ES3, which seems to be the sort of latest supported ones across most devices. I'd say, now this wasn't confirmed in the video, and I'm not sure uh, if this is what's going to happen. I would suggest, though, that they're going to look at um, limiting the minimum device requirements um, for this app. I think probably if they're going to go down VR path, which I think was also announced in um, around Christmas time. Well, and even in this um, announcement, they pretty much announced uh, virtually every platform that they're on right now. Mm. And then I think they also threw in Oculus, and I could swear that it said Oculus and VR. Um, yeah. No, so I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. that's basically leaving it open for if they do the mobile VR or if they wind up doing Sony's uh, VR uh, for the that's PlayStation. Right. I think they're kind of leaving themselves open. That's that's right. So Ocu- Oculus um, being the Kleenex of VR experiences. O- Oculus is yeah. It's like a yeah. <laughs> it's very it's much the brand Kleenex. name, but uh, everybody understands what you mean by it. <laughs> There's actually more and more VR tech emerging month to month. It's kind exactly. of crazy. Like, yeah, it'd be like, a little hard to keep up. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. And this is how it's going to be for the like you know, as an aside, the next year or two, as the technology finds its feet. Yeah, like everyone's going to try their own thing. There's going to be six or seven different, potentially six or seven different formats of it, and then two will be winners, or maybe one will be a winner, like one for PC and one for um, mobile or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, anyhow. So um, I forgot where I was going with this, but it was something to do with platforms. It, it, VR, you it? were talking about uh, having to uh, have a benchmark for what your platform can yes, minimum. That's right. Thank you. I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for uh, if they're going to go down the path of VR, there's on mobile, there's a couple of things that need to be said. So Google has this thing called Google Cardboard, and it is VR, but it has um, frames per second limitations at the moment. So it wouldn't be able to do games on there reliably. It can do videos and things like that, or like, you know, rendered sort of fly-throughs of space and stuff like that. But... I don't think it's really up to the, the frame rate clip required to do gaming at the moment. But then you usher in Samsung's solution, which is Gear VR, which is partnered with Oculus themselves. So if they were to go down that path and use Gear VR, then that would mean it would be, I would think, a minimum requirement of Marshmallow, which is Android 6, which is the current version of Marshmallow, oh, current version of Android at the moment. So that would be a good thing if that was the case. Um, it would mean that, number one, people would unfortunately need to upgrade their hardware, which can be hard for some people to do, um, which is granted. I mean, I've just spent you know a lot of money on a Nexus 6P, which isn't technically compatible with the Gear VR. So I would probably be sitting on the fence maybe a little bit um, f- because of that. But the good thing about doing it is because it's a minimum benchmark. So there'll be minimum processor speeds, minimum Android OS, um, and all those other things that need to be done that we've been like going, this has to be done to allow the graphics to actually improve in the in the platform. So I think that would be a good thing to do. I'm pretty sure like any Android developer with Estol would consider doing that, sending a line in the sand like that and not looking for backwards compatibility, backwards compatibility back to Froyo which some people are still using on Android, you know? 
not to get bogged down in the uh, the mud of VR because I know we can get stuck in that for a long time. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> but it is kind of especially interesting. with me, right? Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of uh, pulling us out right now. But I do want to just kind of one thing: Apple doesn't have any, do they? I don't think they do. No, that's Which is an kind interesting, interesting point. I wonder if they're if they're kind of sitting back and waiting again, like you said, to to see what shakes out before they do anything. Um, mm. They probably will. What they'll do is they'll sit back, wait a couple of years, and then release, release the, the same thing themselves and call it revolutionary and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and a game changer. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's shift out of uh, kind of what we've been talking about and talk about this one thing that says Pinball Physics 4.0. Now, currently, we are mm. dealing with Flipper Physics 3.0. Yeah, not pinball physics. Not There's pinball physics. So this sounds like it's a new engine entirely. Mm, it does, doesn't it? Like, if Which... I didn't actually notice the 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 difference there, the subtle difference, but pinball physics would suggest that it's different to flipper physics. Good spotting. Which I hope is not, like I said, not just flipper action, but, and I know that they've been trying to work on it, but... God, if they can get some ball spin in there, that would be amazing. And improve the way balls behave on things like ramps um, right. and things like that, like entries to ramps. It needs to be more randomized. I know that the, they have to do that at the moment. They have to like make it look like a vacuum ramp, as, as we've called it on the forums, because otherwise the balls will just fly off the table because they yeah. have to essentially make... A like an invisible path for the ball to travel around up the ramp. If they don't have that, it, it there's no other way for them to do it. So perhaps um, Flipper Physics Four, uh, sorry, Pinball Physics Four, will do away with that limitation and allow them to be a lot more dynamic in the way balls behave up and down ramps. Imagine if a ball was actually up and down the ramp and jiggling as it was going up and down. Yeah, right. Here, going ding, 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 ding. Actually, pinballing up the ramp. If yeah. You know what I mean. That would be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool, but like I said, for me, it's all about the ball spin because that is what truly mm. gives you the that randomness. That, yeah. that's, that's the ball is wild right there. If you can get that uh, implemented, I think that would improve the game, the, the game uh, sub- yeah. substantially. And also, you know, with that as well, make it tunable by the user. Yeah, let's, let's shoot for the, scars, the, the stars here. Let's make it so... If you wanted to, in the pro menu or whatever the menu is that we would get in these games, actually allow us to tune subtly things like physics. So have it like a newly waxed play field versus an old dirty play field and stuff like that. And just throw in a bit of variance there for those hardcore users that want to really test themselves with um, with the physics. So uh, that's basically what the the press release statement that was involved with the Kickstarter uh Insinuated gave us it gave us new information about what's uh, going on with the uh, Stern Pinball app. So again, our launch mm. tables being uh, you get Frankenstein for free, and then there'll be uh, Ripley's and Starship Troopers, and then the big one, which is uh, Star Trek, um, as your launch tables. Uh, other information that has leaked out has been that modern Stern tables or contemporary, I think, was the word that was being used. Contemporary, uh, yeah. They're going to be ten dollars. Per table, mm-hmm. whereas no the problems. <laughs> older, whereas the older tables are going to be five dollars. Now, 
Uh-huh. No delineation has been made when they say older. Are they talking about tables that have been previously released on Pinball Arcade, or is there an actual date cutoff that they're saying these are going to be five dollars and then everything new is going to be ten dollars? Don't know. Mm. Um, Don't know. Very curious but about I'm, that. I'm fine with that price point, like ten bucks. That's honestly five plays down here in Australia. Yeah, like I mean, it plays. certainly could Not have been worse. Table. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get, get, shut up and take my money for ten bucks. Like, well, you know, go back. I don't know when our when that podcast was, but we did a whole podcast where we talked about pricing of this we very thing. Thirty bucks would be palatable per game. And I was going, I'd pay that because that's fifteen games for me. But ten, right, 10 I said, bucks. Was, yeah. I said that was on the pricey side. That uh, fifteen would be pushing it, but ten is fan- to me that's fantastic. That's a great price point for for these. Mm. Um, also, the with the app, the tables are not going to be released monthly. Um, no, which basically whenever they're ready. And I, well, I hope that it's basically whenever they're ready. That's what I, that would be ideal. Please, please, please take a note from Zen. You know, fine tune these things until they're absolutely ready. And most importantly, if you do it this way, you can maybe time the drop so that every single platform gets it on the same day, just yeah. like Zen does. That would be pretty amazing to actually have a like a worldwide coincided release on all platforms that would make yeah. for such a huge buzz oh huge consumers. yeah Just and it would, it would eliminate all the negativity and then all of a sudden nobody is picking form you know platforms they play on based off of when something is released but more off of That's what right. is their actual preference um, okay so the the other than part that the, the the negative part of the whole thing was this was all wrapped up in yet another kickstarter <laughs> yeah now we knew that AC, we knew that acdc was going to be expensive um, yes, but geez, a hundred thousand dollars, hundred eight thousand dollars, and that was because sixteen thousand had been uh, given over because of Doctor Who. The, you know the oh. of that. Um, yeah, Jeez. The, the, far uh, out, man. <laughs> the announcement of the Kickstarter pretty much kicked all the joy of us learning any information right in the nuts. Um, yeah, it really was, did. There was, there was an immediate yeah. backlash. <laughs> For me especially, boy, I was not a happy camper when I saw that. Because what it read like, if you only watched the video and didn't read the, the Kickstarter explanation. So when they announced it, uh, I was going, oh, hang on. So this Zoom Pimple thing, like, oh, we... we we, it's going to be really complex because we have to develop for all different platforms separately. And here's the Kickstarter, $108,000. I went, so hang on. Are we actually going to have to pay for the development and the Kickstarter as well? Like, I thought this was already underway and going and the Stern Pinball was, app was under development itself. But you're telling me that this is the first time you're actually asking us to pay money for this app and actually theoretically start developing it like what the actual f guys that's what i was thinking and that's, and that's what's funny it was such me. a confused message between people that only watched the video and then people like me that only read the text because when i read the text it was like oh it's clear as a bell this is you know the app is happening yeah. no matter what and this is just we want to put uh, acdc as a launch table and we need to fund acdc but then you yeah. read through the comments and i was reading through both comments while well, i was reading comments on the Kickstarter page. I was reading comments on Facebook yeah. where they announced it. I was reading kicks, uh, comments on Twitter. And I mean, yeah, you had people that were just like going up. What? 
the hell eclectic <laughs> over this going wait a second what i what? so we may not get the app at all it was like no 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 no. did you not read or listen i don't know what you know but anyway it confused the issue greatly and so yeah this is, a, it, this is almost like a, a textbook example of how not to communicate right. like when you when you are communicating a message, you need to send the same message across all media that you're using. So in the video, you need to have the same facts as the text. And this is not what happened here. It's well, very better bad. Yet, better yet, how about making an announcement about your game, and then making First. a different announcement about the Kickstarter? Yeah, let's let's process the information that we want to process. That's going to get everybody excited. Mm. And then maybe throw in this other information a little bit later and not yeah. throw it all in at the same time and just cause mass confusion about what is actually going to be happening. Well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, release the app first, let us see what it looks like, and then ask us for money for Kickstarter. There's a good idea, too. Right. Yeah, um, of know, course, that would mean that it's not what a, a lot launch. of people were saying. Right. I mean, that would you mean know. that then the table's not a launch table, which is what they were wanting. They want, so, hmm. they want a big you know. bang, basically. Right, yeah, but I mean, what's wrong with Star Trek? That's a pretty big bang table to actually put in. It is a pretty in. big bang table, and a lot of people you know. were going. They were asking. They were starting to ask. Well, okay, Star Trek is basically we're not paying for a Kickstarter because we know that uh, Stern in their contract started writing in the digital the digital licensing contract portion of things. Yeah. The big question was then: Well, is Metallica was that before that or after that? And nobody quite knows. Where does Metallica no. table fall into that? And my thing was, we well, know where this digital licensing thing goes, like, it's now, really hard to work out. I do believe that it is included because if you looked at the initial mm. initial announcement of them doing this, the pinball app, there was imagery of Metallica. Yeah, I gotta believe that it is. But here's the thing: yeah. if you did Metallica as a launch table, and then you needed to fund ACDC, so many people would be like. Eh, I already got Why? the rock table that I wanted, so I don't care about ACDC. But if you there, start with ACDC. ACDC, that makes people fork over the money for the rock table. You know, they're like, "Ooh, we get a, a your music table finally." And then a couple months later, yeah. they release Metallica that you don't have to pay for. Well, mm. you know, you you've you it's have like effectively gotten your cake and eaten it too. <laughs> you, if you're point, farsight, right? if you're farsight, yeah, yeah, that's actually a valid point, isn't it? Because you you wouldn't want to sort of essentially throw away the only the, the driver for people to actually purchase the table exactly. like you'd want to actually have right. that there and that's that like in hindsight that's actually a smart move um i think for them no to i think it, like it, it is it is a smart move because again mm. people were asking well how come you don't you know launch with metallica i'm like that i'm telling you that's the reason folks that is mm. very much the reason why you don't the other so, thing yeah. is when you looked at the actual uh Kickstarter, okay, so the first entry and the entry level is what has been on all the other Kickstarters, which is ten dollars. Um mm. get, that gets you the the table. The table, yeah. Now in the past it's always been, well, guy, but it only costs five dollars to buy the table. But then the news kind of rolled out that it was gonna be ten dollars a table. So essentially this was gonna be wind up being a pre order. Now mm. here's, here's like, error okay. number here's error number two with with this whole press release is well, if you could have at least mentioned how much the tables were, I mean, I don't even know where we found this information out. Uh, I think it was on Facebook. Somebody asked Farsight yeah. that information got posthumously after the campaign went out. Yeah, right. And it's like, guys, if you lead with that, then people look at it as a pre-order and not a Kickstarter. Essentially, the tier is 
pre-order table, not exactly. ten dollar backer. It's exactly the, it's pre-order table. It's all about the message, right? It's all about right. the way we communicate. Right. Yeah. So again, better communication would be for better Kickstarter. Doing a Kickstarter, not at the same time as your all the good info would be better. There's all sorts of stages that could have gone forward with this that would make it better. But yeah, there was pretty immediate backlash to the point that I'll say on the uh, Pimble Arcade fan forum, all of a sudden we saw certain individuals pop up commenting mm. that we have not seen those individuals pop up in some time. For um, months. For months. One of those individuals I'll... being Sean. <laughs> well, right? Yeah, Sean Don Carlos, yeah. Uh, former Boom, podcaster with us. All of a sudden, what? ACDC? Here, let me talk. I know all about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, all of a sudden, I saw Jeff pop up, which, I mean, I see him here and there. I'll see a post, but it was like a couple of posts regarding this. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, if there's somebody that does not like a Kickstarter, it's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Exactly. It's, it's pretty much as uh, one of those things that has stopped him from playing TPA anymore. Um, yeah. Well, he was. Uh, was he mixed about it or not? I, f- I forget what his comments were. There was just so many. He comments was. He was that. happy that ACDC was there, but it was once again. Come on, guys. What's with the Kickstarter business? You know, do we really mm. need this again? Um, but then there was other individuals that. Uh, you know, they're not quite trolls in our forum, but they are people that have had to have various warnings given to them. It's the very kind of people mm. that we have not had in our forum in quite a while that's made our forum such a wonderful place now. Um, that yes. all of a sudden, they're rearing their hu- ugly heads saying those things that uh, just basically incite the the mob. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and you're sitting there going, whoa, 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 chill. Read the statement, bring it down a little bit, you know. So, yeah, exactly. So basically, we had two, I think, three days. So the Kickstarter started on Monday. I think on mm. Wednesday, uh, they were already up, up to, to 16, 18,000. 16, yeah. yeah um, it was making progress. There was already a couple of articles written about it, which I was like, mm. ooh, obviously, this is uh, Stern's influence. Of big, yes. <laughs> Of big um, interest, like the, the word is getting around. Like right, it's, word's getting it was around. Much faster, much faster than it was when Farsight were handling it. The regular Kickstarter, so that's good, right. and that's all good. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Kickstarter's canceled. canceled. It's like what? Bye. What, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I said, uh, okay. I came in to work on the morning. I went, um, can- canceled. I got tweets about it from some people who are actually following the podcast, going. Dude, have you seen the news? I went, no, I've just like woken up essentially. And, yeah. and like, what's going on? It's been cancelled. I went, huh? <laughs> That's unusual. Did somebody Which, click a button or something wrong? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, obviously this got me and Jared into wild speculation mode of what the heck oh, yeah. could have possibly happened. <laughs> um, somebody then We love a bit of good wild speculation. Yeah, somebody mentioned that uh, Stern had actually pulled all their tweets regarding the Kickstarter the day yeah. before. So this happened and on... we went, okay. Yeah, so this happened on <laughs> Thursday. Stern apparently had pulled them on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm. So it was like, oh, oh, obviously this That's was not... not good. You know, this was kind of built... So what the heck happened? And my, <laughs> my first impression was, 
maybe Stern never saw any of the previous Kickstarter campaigns and wasn't pleased <laughs> with all the negativity <laughs> and kind of uh, went, whoa, what did we just step what? into? Let's just yank the plug on it's this. Like- I'm gonna let you finish and just let you go and do that over here while we're over here doing the <laughs> pinball business that we're doing. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then it got into people wondering what exactly What's going on. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> Basically, yeah, nobody yeah. Had, any, had any clue. And of course, there was zero press regarding no. this. No statement. There's whatsoever. not even uh, no announcement in the Kickstarter campaign for those who had backed it or anything. It was like black hole of communication and what happens when you get a black hole of communication chris we go and start Rumor. trying to yeah, rumors <laughs> we we get we kick no, into overdrive <laughs> everyone starts to think the worst is right. what happens yeah that's what happens when you don't provide any information everyone thinks the worst yeah and suddenly exactly the entire happens. app is canceled and yep. um, sites closing <laughs> the world's imploding <laughs> like it's it's crazy to see all the comments that were happening, but it's fair enough because if you don't know what's going on and you're passionate about something, of course you're going to think the worst has happened. You know, right. you jump right. to conclusions. It's what the human brain does. So, and we were doing that, all of us. <laughs> so uh, people were thinking, like yeah, lots so, of things, weren't they? Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you name it, people were thinking it. I was thinking it too. I was, you know, yep. that was what, or that was what our whole podcast was going to be about today. Actually, was me and Jared just going yes. to speculation of of what could possibly why be would going be canceled, on. right? Yeah. So, so then on Friday, <laughs> a uh, new announcement gets sent, and this is uh, this was sent to all the uh, Kickstarter backers, and then eventually posted to Facebook, um, and it was this: thanks to the amazing reception that Stern Pinball Arcade has received we've been able to enter into a new partnership that will allow us to fully fund this license without contributions from our loyal backer community. Development on the table can therefore start immediately, which will allow us to bring you this great table even sooner than we'd planned. We will release more information about this exciting development soon. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for backing us. Without you adding tables with premium licenses like this, one would normally not be possible. We appreciate your loyalty to our product and your dedication to the art of pinball. So cool. I right. had to read that twice. <laughs> I had to read that twice because my first time when I read through it was that it was, we've entered into a new partnership that will allow us to fully fund licenses like this, not this license. <laughs> Cause I got all excited <laughs> and thought, woohoo, no kickstarters Ooh. ever again. <laughs> not quite that good, not Chris. <laughs> quite that good. Um, but but all the same. Good. Yes. So, Obviously, we have a third party involved now. Uh, a new partnership yeah. is being brought into this. We have no idea who, what. Wh- well, we have no idea yet who it is. Yes, um, I'm. I'm. I'm I will down the track. I don't know. You would think that we would. You would think. I mean, it would only make sense. Whoever this, third, whoever this third party is, surely they would want to get some mileage out of it because that's a fair chunk of change to lay down, right? Like- right, and it, and it kind of. <laughs> I, I I sit there and I go so. Why? What would inspire them to pay for this whole thing? We've never. I mean, this was the sixth Kickstarter. Am I correct on that? Fifth or sixth? Um, yeah. yeah, one of those. There's anyway, yeah. but why suddenly now for the most expensive one out there? Either somebody really, 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 really likes ACDC, mm. really, really, really likes pinball, and only because of Stern is now aware of this game itself. 
and was like, Maybe. hey, you know, let's, let's kick in. You know, uh, we don't, you know, is it a single individual? Who knows? Don't know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I know. It's all a mystery to us. You know, um, did, did somebody finally so... win the lottery and do what they uh, they said that they were always going to do and just, you know, pay for all the tables to get put into Pinball Arcade now? Um <laughs> Well, if they did, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. To you. <laughs> so, so, basically, let's say, hooray, no Kickstarter. Let's uh, get rid of all the negativity about the Kickstarter. This now means yeah. that uh, ACDC, which we do know that Stern has been, I mean, not Stern, uh, Farsight apparently has been working on for some time. Um, I believe mm. they actually, in anticipation, have been working on this uh, for a while. A little while. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now this is presumably going to be a launch table. Um, this brings into the question, when the heck is this going to be launching? Because the other table that was announced was Ghostbusters. Mm. And under the Ghostbusters table, it said fall. Which is fall U.S. time. Fall U.S. time, which is October, November, December, thereabout. Basically October, November. Yep. But when they announced that they were going to be doing ACDC, they said the idea November. would be that it would be released November. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted ACDC to be a launch table, wouldn't you say that means that it's launching in November? I don't know. Or is it a case of, well, it's a launch table in terms of when you buy the the first table pack, it's going to be, here's these tables. When we have ACDC available, it will be part of your pack. It'll just get added in you know, later. Yeah. That's what or I got to believe like a, it was. It'll be like launch pack, including a, like a, a ball icon for ACDC with coming soon. Like they do on Zen, right? Like it'll be mentioned as, yes, this is coming in the app as in like a, you know, kind of like what Zen do when they're about to release the table pack. That's my thinking of it. Like that's how I would have thought it would have gone down. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been a separate price. I think it was going to be part of the launch table pack. Oh, right. Okay. That's, so you basically download the app and it'll be like, geez, 30 bucks. Because <laughs> if you buy the launch pack, you've got to pay for replace. Uh, Frankenstein is a freebie, so you're not on that one. Uh, and then Starship it will be ACDC. Yep. And ACDC, which is and, four. And, right. So that would be 40 bucks. I don't think, no, because it, Ripley's and uh, Starship would be five bucks each. So that'd be 10 bucks for those. Uh, and then yeah. 20 bucks for the other two tables. So that'd be 30 at the max. Mm, you got to believe if they're launching the table pack, that first table pack is going to be a little bit less expensive, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Unless there's the something to mention too. It, there's that as far as pricing and like stuff goes, there are no season packs in this, of course. Yes. No seasons. There are no concept of seasons. It's basically whenever the table is released. I was going to talk about this earlier, but it's probably a good time to bring it up now. Is that with? Uh, let's look at the the ones we know now. Like Star Trek is out now. Yes. When was Star Trek Star Trek released in relation to ACDC? It was a fair few tables behind ACDC, wasn't it? Right. I want to. I'm just trying to think of like the timings because. Where I'm going with this is, how long will the tables be out in the real world before they're digitized and available in an app? Because this is the thing that we were discussing and debating when we first heard of the Stern app, how excellent it would be as a marketing vehicle for Stern to get players in front of virtual tables so that they would then go and pump money into it in the arcades. 
and tournaments. So I'm wondering how the spacing works. We've seen that Ghostbusters is coming fall 2016. 16 or 17? I don't 16. Know. Yeah, which, 16. Which, which will be only a few months after it's actually, I mean, it's just now starting to roll, you know, being shipped out to arcades and stuff. Mm. Um, you know, people are getting so public launch parties of it. So six months, let's call it six months after a table hits the streets. It looks like that's the timing at the moment. Well, I but I don't, if that's if, I don't know if because... that's timing at all. I don't know if that's even necessarily the case. It might be a case of, because right now, okay, Ghostbusters Pro is what's hitting going streets. out there. Right. They still mm. don't have the LE 100% locked in. Um, mm. So that might be actually the case is it's going to, you're going to have to wait until the LE version or the, the premium version is locked before, because yeah. that's what Farsight's releasing. They're releasing the premium versions of the tables. They're not releasing the pro version right now. That's yes. what we've heard. That's so, right. Um, yeah, Maybe that's yeah. why they're having to wait. That's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And then they could launch with Game of Thrones, but it's also one of those things where why don't we get the hot thing right now? You know, we've already mm. We've already been selling Game of Thrones. It's already out there. Let's actually you know, here's the app and Hey, look at this brand new table. that's still out just fresh. Most people haven't gotten their hands on it and that'll help generate yeah. interest in the app again. Yep. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's going to be interesting as it goes along, what the, the delay is. Uh, hopefully it will be one to one. So hopefully when the table gets released, maybe a month afterwards, we get the app with yeah, the table in it. And even better, because they're not actually emulating the code, they can actually probably test out the ROM code directly on the Stern app rather than the tables on the street. Or they could do both. Like this is the this is the option they have now with native code. Essentially, they can do it. They can essentially virtually plug in the USB drive into the into the the main board of the the thing and upgrade it. Just like that. Well, I certainly hope that that's what winds up happening then, too, is that, mm. um, you know, because, I mean, I know, like, with KISS, they were just announcing that uh, a new code, you know, new uh, update had just come out for that. So I would hope that mm. with this app, it's the same situation where all of a sudden, hey, the new app, you know, the new update is in. It's now on your on your thing, um, on your device. And who knows? Maybe they would even let you do the ability to pick which version you play then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you might. The physics aren't going to change. The physics of the table, the physics and the toys, they're not changing. It's just purely the game code. So there should be no reason why they can't be updated. That's true. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So, man, (laughs) that's that actually has a whole subset of of stuff you could do with that. But we won't go into that quite now because it's a. we're already running pretty long. Yeah, we're running a little <laughs> bit long here. Uh, you know, we promised pinball talk. We give you pinball talk. With you got waffles. pinball talk with waffles. With waffles. <laughs> pinball, pinball and waffles. Um, yeah. I do want to mention, uh, and I don't know how new or old this game is, but I saw it uh, recently. It's called Inks, and it's oh, on the uh, Apple new. App Store. Um, it is essentially <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's a virtual uh, pinball playfields. Um, but what you're trying to do is splat your ball into uh, certain sections. Targets. Targets then splatter ink on the table. And, of course, that mm. gives you really cool draw patterns and uh, artwork, you might say. And there are just a... It's kind of a puzzle game in mm. that you're aiming for specific targets and you don't clear the table until you've hit all the targets. Um, yes. 
I don't know if it's there's a, a timer like, or anything else like that, but uh, think of it like a cross between a little bit like a cross between breakout and with flippers, but it's a pinball game. Um, it's very strange. It's a it's a it's a union of a couple of different game types, really. I yeah. would love to see it on Android. Bring it over yeah. to Android. Yeah, I haven't uh, purchased it myself yet. It's a uh, buck fifty, I believe, for the first three levels, and then it's ninety nine cents for the other two levels that they currently have. Um, mm. uh, I've been reading mixed reviews on it. Actually, some people saying it's really awesome the whole way through, and other people saying ah, I was bored within a half an hour. So, mm. um, you know, who knows? I, I I don't know, but it it's definitely worth checking out. It looks interesting and uh, and pretty, and it might be that kind of game where it's just one of those things that you just play to mellow out to. Um, I said it's called Inks, mm. I-N-K-S. Uh, look it up on the Apple it looks App Store. Really good. Yeah. Looks real good. I, um, hey, so all of, you that, uh, <laughs> all of you that listened to our show that uh, you know had pledged to contribute to the Kickstarter, you know what you can do with your money now. You can buy a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. So go to represent.com backslash blockade dash shirt. You can pony up your money and actually get something physical, a wonderful blockade t-shirt in the color of your choosing. That's right. And represent. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Go ahead and uh, follow us and yell at us and uh, mock us at blockade on Twitter. Or you can uh, attack us directly at Jared Morris or at (laughs) shut your traps. Um, uh, Feel free to drop us an email at blah, blah, blockade. At gmail.com. And that's, believe, that's probably it. I, I, was gonna say, I, believe those, I believe those are all the things. Yes. Uh, which, they, they are all the things. Who, who knows what's going to happen next week? What transpires? Maybe we'll finally find out uh, the mystery benefactor. Uh, maybe we'll find out nothing at all. And, you know, we can talk more about uh, breakfast foods. Until then. Maybe it will probably happen on, on Tuesday. Just <laughs> when this podcast we've got to talk about it. <laughs> All right, until then, gang, thanks for listening. We will talk to you all again uh, next week in the blockade. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.